listeners, welcome back to Passionately Smashing with me, your host, Ali Fernandez. This is where we talk to Gen Z about how to live the most passionate lives they can and smash every single expectation in their wake. Today, I am really excited to be joined by a really good friend of mine from college. Their name is Andy. They are 24 and are an online business owner as well as full-time student and part-time server and personal trainer. They swear by the law of attraction and conquering the money mindset. In their free time, they enjoy spinning fire, working out, watching Spanish shows and Netflix, as well as Outlander and Bob's Burgers, practicing ethical witchcraft, and learning how to grow their income from home through trading. And Andy, thank you so much for being on today. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited. Yay. All right. So there is so much meet in, you know, not only what you wrote, but also what we've been talking about and preparing for this recording over the past few days. And I'd just actually like to get started talking a little bit about your background with money, because you speak a little bit about conquering unhealthy mindsets and unhealthy patterns. And just so listeners can get a really good idea of where you've come from, so they can see what you've done to grow. Yeah, for sure. So growing up, my family was low income and I went to a private high school only because my parents' church paid for it. Uh, And as I got older, I started to struggle with money, fell into a very downward spiral of credit card debt. And I realized Mm. that I was falling into credit card debt because growing up not having money to spend on the things that I wanted Mm. and suddenly having this seemingly Mm. endless supply be a credit card, it didn't end very well for me. I was buying stuff and definitely went down the rabbit hole uh, and not in a good way. And so I started to realize that my relationship with money was tied to generational Mm -hmm. curses of the mindset that money doesn't grow on trees and we're not meant to have that kind of money or our family doesn't make that kind of money and constantly hearing things like that growing up and that even though they may be true at face value in the long run they are not Mm. can you say more about that yeah so after hearing those things growing up i was so accustomed to that thought process Mm. that, oh, I'm never going to make a lot of money or I'm not going to have a lot of money. And I realized that we carry these generational curses and these generational mindsets when really there is money to be made. There's money to be had. There is abundance available and every single person, regardless of how they grew up or where they grew up, or how much money their parents made, or their grandparents, or anybody else, they are just as able to make that money, and that money is available to them. That's really interesting. Could you actually, I'm really interested in this term and this idea of generational curses. Can you talk about what that means to you and how that impacted your ideas and attitudes even as an adult? Sure. So for me, it means things that you were raised with and they're just accepted as being true and continuing to be true. 
Mm. And so when you have things that you're taught growing up by your family or your parents, your aunts and uncles, your grandparents, those are different generations who were taught by the generation above them the exact same thing. We, mm. we all have different things that we were taught as children that we accept as true into adulthood until we really take the time to realize and think about why we think certain things. Right. And that takes so much work. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. That just takes so much work and so much time and so much energy to really sit down and unpack all of that. And I feel like so many people, when they're unpacking those ideas, they worry about either like hurting their family members or hurting themselves. And there's like so much fear involved in breaking up with almost those ideas. For sure. I would say for me, part of it was watching another family member who broke past those mindsets and seeing Mm -hmm. how successful that he was and how I aimed to be that I really started to think, and try to figure out what is holding me back. And the I knew from the time I was 16 that for me personally, the 9 to 5 life was just not for me. And it's not because mm-hmm. I'm lazy or don't want to work. <laughs> it's rather the idea that I'm more entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. And, and because of that, in order to be successful in as an entrepreneur you really have to get past negative mindsets and right so once I acknowledged that I had to really take the time to find resources that would help me do that and for me that was books podcasts and other personal development for sure for sure could you actually talk a little bit more about that relationship you talk about being really inspired by a family member. I'm always so interested in hearing stories of like community members and family and friends being able to like lift each other up and how we do it. Because I feel like that's really the first step when it comes to leadership, really like being able to, you know, recognize good things when they are happening and like lead each other, even within our like smallest of groups. Yeah. So in 2018, I moved in with my aunt and uncle and my three cousins, and mm-hmm. I lived with them for about eight months. Full house. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely got tougher living with three boys, for sure. <laughs> but my cousin Derek, he at the time was 18, and he had a successful growing YouTube channel. He had his own merch he sold workout programs and he had a manager for his youtube channel whoa yeah big big deal yeah (laughs) and by the end of that summer we already knew that in what was 2019 was going to be when he was going to pick up everything from his small town in kansas and move all the way to Las Vegas by himself, working this big top job after having a meeting with the VP of iHeartRadio. Like, after seeing this small town kid, you know, that I grew up pushing around on the trampoline, mm-hmm. <laughs> reaching these big goals, I 
can't tell you how many late night conversations I would have with him and just be like, how did you do this? Like, what is it that keeps you going? And he would, you know, share stories about, oh, I, when I first started my YouTube channel, I would get so discouraged because I didn't have a lot of followers. And then I just kept telling myself, you might not have a lot of followers right now, but you're already touching the followers that you do have. Mm. And so just shifting that focus. Yes. And by doing that, he was able to reach a place where he was happy if he only had 10 followers. He was happy when he got 100. He made it all the way to, I think, over 60K now. Wow. And seeing like his first videos with horrible iPhone quality to now being Mm -hmm. really good quality and seeing his Instagram and his TikTok and everything just grow as he grows and how he makes it a point to be grateful for every point that he's at. Yeah. And gratitude is such a big thing because that's what stops so many people from these creative endeavors. It's not necessarily even negative feedback. It's just this idea that like, what's the point? Like nobody's watching, nobody cares. And if you're able to push past that and be persistent like that on the other end of that is where the success comes. Yes, for sure. Um, and and how did you then take those ideas and that inspiration and start with yourself? Like, where did you start? What was day one? Day one for me. So at that time I was heavily focused on my weight loss journey. And mm-hmm. after hearing those mindsets, I just, started to tell myself, even though in the beginning I didn't believe it yet, the more I kept repeating it to myself that someone's watching my weight loss journey on social media and they're being inspired by it. They might not be telling me that. I might not even know if I am inspiring someone or not. But by continuing to show up, I'm in some way going to help more and more people. And that was honestly a big part of what kept me going now two and a half almost three years in to my fitness journey and that mindset of just keep going because you're helping Mm -hmm. people along the way even if they don't tell you that you are has spilled over into other areas of my life too I believe it absolutely and just Having seen your social media and having known you for so long, like you've had such a wide variety of interests. You've had such a wide variety of things you've gotten really into. And yet I definitely see that common thread of wanting to show up for other people and wanting to inspire other people, no matter whether you were spinning fire or lifting weights or, you know, like there's always that like common thread. Yeah, for sure. I think those mindsets that I was able to pick up from him through those late night conversations of just keep going, uh, you know, don't stress the haters, like don't (laughs) let it get to you. Just keep going and keep pushing for that end goal that you have. Even if that end goal changes, it doesn't matter. As long as Mm -hmm. you keep pushing and keep going, then not only are you helping other people, as well as helping yourself but along the way you might even be you know touching people in a way that not only causes them to 
change their fitness or mm-hmm. change something else, but it's spilling over into their mindset for them to help other people as well. It kind of reminds me of the movie with I'm trying to remember his <laughs> name. All of a sudden I can't remember. <laughs> but basically It's okay, just give us a little just give us a little synopsis. Basically he has this idea to change the world where you help three people and those three people help three people and it just continues and gets bigger and bigger and bigger oh. until you've helped everybody. That's crazy. And it's crazy because helping people looks different for everybody. Like the kind of help you're giving someone may inspire them not necessarily to do the exact same thing you're doing, but help someone in their own way, in a way that suits their strengths and the needs of the person next in the chain. Yes. I think that's really, really important because, you know, you said like, even though the goal changes, it doesn't necessarily matter. But if you kind of switch that mindset a little bit, it's like the goal in and of itself is not necessarily the fitness. The goal in and of itself isn't necessarily the, you know, whatever are the particulars to that situation, but the goal is the growth and the goal is helping people. Like that goal doesn't change. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. And even when your surface level goal of like losing weight or starting Mm -hmm. a business or you know, even just a simple goal is I'm going to read one book, a, one book a month. It doesn't really matter because by continuing to show up, when you do reach whatever that end goal was and you pick a new goal, you've already established yourself to the people that have been watching, the people that you're trying to help. You've already established yourself as almost like an authority figure in that topic mm. because then you've become the person who's almost supplying someone else with personal development because it's like look I was here I conquered and achieved this goal so now I have all of this knowledge and experience from my experience to share with someone else in that who has that same goal right and I absolutely love that I think that's a lot of kind of what I'm doing on my YouTube channel and what I'm doing with this podcast where you know, this is still very much a journey that I am on. It is nowhere near close to done or complete or whatever other synonyms there are for that. But every single little thing that I'm picking up along the way, I am trying to push towards this larger goal of helping people and talking about ideas and working through these concepts. Yeah, I really like that part of really all of it because it's like it it never becomes about if you do it right it never becomes about oh what am I gonna do and I'm gonna achieve and it ends at me it becomes how can I use my life and my experiences and my journey to not Mm -hmm. only achieve it for myself but to help someone else achieve it or achieve something else that they want to achieve it becomes like a funnel that goes backwards a funnel that goes backwards i love that you're like turning water (laughs) through the small end and it spreads out through the big one no that's that's amazing that that's a really really good analogy do you have do you have a story of someone who reached out to you even randomly whether it was on social media whether you like knew them in person or not who was touched by something that you did yeah i've um because I shared my weight loss journey in particular on my social media for two years, 
I've had several people who mm-hmm. have reached out to me and been like, you inspired me to start working out or you inspired me to, you know, start living a healthier lifestyle. Or I've had people even reach out to me that I've never talked to before, never even seen them like a post. And they mm-hmm. have just been silently watching and they'll lurking. Yeah. And they'll send me a little message saying like, I went a whole week with, with going to the gym or, you know, just telling me their little victories. And that honestly feels really nice to I'm know. I'm sure it does. No, I'm 100% sure it does. And, you know, obviously no one's ever in it for that sense of gratification. No. Like, like you said, you're just, you do what you do under the assumption that, okay, there's people watching whether or not they're reaching out to me. So I'm going to do this and show up and act as though tons and tons of people are watching whether they acknowledge it or not. Yeah, basically. I really, really like that. And so you took all of these ideas, you took all of this personal development, and you have now turned to trading. And could you talk a little bit more about what that is? Sure. So... Um, I guess I'll start a little bit with uh, how it kind of started. Yes. So I love origin stories. <laughs> so I went to Vegas to visit my cousin Derek okay. uh, in June. And I stayed with him for a whole week. And after spending a week with Derek and his friends and his housemate Austin, who does trading full time, um, after spending a week with them and seeing how They didn't have to report to a boss. They didn't Mm -hmm. have to worry about where their money was coming from, especially during COVID, which is really stressful for everybody. And it's a big deal. Um, And just seeing how they were able to just like live their lives and have fun and do the things that they want to do. And me having that entrepreneurial mindset and knowing that I don't really want to have your traditional nine to five life. And seeing how they lived for a week and getting to enjoy it with them, I was like, what are they doing? And (laughs) there was, as I was sleeping on a bed on the landing of the stairs uh, while I was there, I hear his housemate, Austin, waking up at like five in the morning. And I'm like, oh my God, go to bed. Like, (laughs) what what are you doing? Only to find out he was getting up trading. And if you don't know what trading is, it's there are multiple different kinds of trading. So there's your traditional like trading stocks. There's trading Forex, which is foreign exchange, which is something that you can even do manually. So if you go to a foreign country, when you take your country's currency and trade it for that visiting country's currency, that is foreign exchange. And there's also cryptocurrency like Bitcoin or other commodities. Right, that's, one I, that's one I've heard of. Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a big one. Um, and then there's also like trading in commodities like gold and oil and other metals like silver. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I found out that that's what he was doing, when I landed in St. Louis, when I got home, I said to my husband, I said, I'm going to start trading. Don't know how, don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm, but I'm going to do it. And, you know, he had that typical, like, mm-hmm, okay, go okay, for it. okay, honey? Go, go for it, honey, sure, okay. <laughs> and 
by saying that, this is where my favorite little law of attraction part comes in, which I'll come back to later. Oh, but. yes. No, you, you thought I was going to let you get away with having this whole podcast <laughs> and not talk about the law of attraction. You're bugging. But continue. <laughs> but I spoke it in the universe and was like, I'm going to learn how to trade. Don't know how, but it's going to happen. And then the next thing I knew, within like a week, and I had spoken of this to no one but my husband. So literally no one had heard me talk of this. And within a week, I get a message from my friend Abigail on Facebook. And we've been Facebook friends for a while, um, both very entrepreneurial. That's kind of how we bonded. And she reached out to me with this opportunity saying, like, I don't know if you're going to be interested, but do you want to just watch a video about it? I had no idea what she was even talking about. But because she's my friend, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll watch a video. Might say no, who knows. Uh, and watched the video and it was about an online education system that teaches you how to trade. And I immediately, yes, it was wild. And as soon as I watched it, this was within like a few days. Yeah. It was like within a week. That's crazy. And she tells me about this and I get, I messaged her back and I was like, did you read my diary? Like, did you hack into (laughs) my brain? Like how, how, how did you know that I wanted to do this? And she was like, you do. And I was like, um, yeah. And so it was quite literally like me saying, I'm going to do it, but I don't know how. And then an opportunity to learn how kind of just fell in my lap. Mm -hmm. And that's, um, what I've been doing is learning how to trade. Um, I've been particularly focusing on Forex or foreign exchange for the time being because there's so much to learn. But I've been really enjoying learning about it. And it feels like one of those opportunities where, again, those generational curses saying we're never going to make that kind of money. I also had mindsets in the past thinking like, oh, that's something that like, top-notch brokers do like I'm never gonna learn how to do that and then something as simple as an education program online with videos and quizzes teaching me how to do it made it accessible and that's you know the amazing thing about the internet literally you can learn how to do absolutely anything and I think you touched on something that's really you know that's always really front of mind for me especially as I'm creating this kind of content where In our head, like our visions of leadership or our visions of business, our visions of, you know, money, all of that comes down to like white guys in suits and how they and how they've managed to kind of hoard that knowledge and hoard that wealth. And yeah, you don't you don't hear, you know, you don't learn about trading stocks or trading Forex or Bitcoin or any of that in high school personal finance. I can say that right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You know, and. There's all these, you know, obviously it's not the right route for everybody, but it should be an option. You know what I mean? Like it should be something that is talked about. And, you know, money is just such a scary topic for so many people. I know it's a scary topic for me. And like, like people find it very hard to speak truthfully and upfront about money. Yes. Um. And I think that also gets in the way of a lot of education around it and learning about it. Yeah. Um, talking to 
Derek and Austin and spending time with them for a week and seeing these young people who are so successful and being around that energy also brings about mindsets without them being spoken out loud. It's like by mm-hmm. being around that energy, then you start to have realizations in your mind on your own. And some of the mindsets that I was able to gain from being on that trip is not just to keep showing up and keep doing what you're doing without the expectation of, you know, people applauding you for it, but also the mindset of scarcity versus abundance Mm. and realizing that just because you haven't had access to learning something doesn't mean that there's not information out there to learn it. Mm -hmm. And that when you find opportunities to learn a skill, especially one that can't make you a good, decent amount of money, you are worthy of making that money. And you are worthy of learning how to do it, despite those mindsets that you can't or Mm -hmm. that I'll never be able to do that. Mm -hmm. I think there's also you know, this idea of, and, you know, this is a very real fear a lot of people have, like fear of being taken advantage of, fear of like falling prey to scams and things like that. Like I know in very, just very cursory research about like Forex, like one of the big things that kept popping up was, oh, scam this, scam that. And like people are like legitimately afraid, especially when we don't have a lot of information about it or afraid of being taken advantage of. Yes. And, and that I, stands in the way too. Yes. Especially when it comes to, um, sadly, a lot of trading scams come from like, you give me money and I'll invest it for you. And then they take mm. a, a huge cut and you get nothing. Like, ah. And I think that's a big, big fear for a lot of people getting into trading or they have just, you know, the generic fear of, I don't know what I'm doing if I invest my money and lose everything. Is it even mm-hmm. worth it to try? And That's very real. It's a very real fear. And one thing that I loved about the opportunity I'd learned about from Abigail was you get demo accounts, which basically allows you to practice trading without investing your real money. So if you lose, oh. you're not actually losing anything. You're That's losing a little training wheels. Money. Yeah. Like, like training wheels. Yeah, basically, like you're you get to practice, you win some, you lose some, but if you lose and you blow an entire account, it doesn't matter cuz it's not real money, and if you blow the account, you literally you get access to 100 demo accounts. So if you blow one that was 3000 fake dollars, you can just start a new one and boom, there's another 3000 fake dollars to practice with. Hmm. practice makes perfect yes but I guess not even I guess you know you never really get perfect with that kind of thing because you know from the very cursory knowledge I have of stocks and trading and money it's never 100% guaranteed which is definitely also something that scares a lot of people like it doesn't really matter how much knowledge and training you have like that can help but there's always that sense of gambling almost even though it's not gambling but that's yeah, there is a lot of analysis that goes into it, which is something that you learn with the education program. But mm-hmm. uh, I would, again, kind of reiterating how you might your goals might change, and you but you can still use what you've learned for the That's new awesome. goal. 
because if I, if anything, I would almost argue that practice doesn't make perfect. It's practice makes progress. Ooh, okay, I see you. See, so turning that on its head a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> so, and that's, I mean, that that is what it is at, at the end of the day. Like, you know, perfection is the enemy of good. Like, if anything, if we, it's a thief yeah. of joy. I would. <laughs> exactly the idea of perfection and it, it is hard and it yeah it is just hard and just getting past those fears and thinking like oh well I'm more comfortable with this job that doesn't really make me happy but I'm secure and to be fair especially in 2020 security is something that you know a lot of people might still take for granted but I certainly don't take my security for granted in 2020, especially as a young person. For sure. I've definitely, um, like, then that's why I still remain a part-time server and a right. part-time personal trainer is because I acknowledge, like, I'm not a trading expert. I'm new to it myself. It's only been two months. Right, you're but... not going to throw all your eggs in that basket just yet. Yes, exactly. And so uh, it's like, it's, okay and in fact most you know millionaires and people who make a lot of money will admit to having multiple streams of income yeah i hear that all the time on youtube youtubers yeah. talking about their multiple streams of income like yeah. that's such a buzz term yes like even my cousin derek the one i've talked about that mm -hmm. inspires me like he has youtube he has and he has a regular person job too he flips houses for real invest in real estate he you know wow. he does some investing he does only fans like he does a lot of only fans he just threw that in there like that oh he doesn't <laughs> care he throws it out there himself wow <laughs> you know what kudos to your cousin just you know he has no shame at all <laughs> <laughs> sorry that one just threw me for a loop for a second hold on you're like oh yeah, he does real estate yes he, he has the only i'm like wait, wait, wait back up back up you're not just gonna like go past that like, oh no if you check his instagram which is I, um, i'm good if you really want to know but he even posted on his on his stories like oh yeah check out my only fans he has no shame because for him at the end of the day it's like i'm making money to make myself happy to make my parents proud of me for all of the goals that he has so mm -hmm. he he's learned not to be ashamed of where his money comes because either way any money that he has he got because he earned it yeah i respect that i was, he he earned that money he got that money um sorry i i completely lost my train of thought where i was gonna <laughs> go with this line of questioning <laughs> Um, all right. So I guess we can switch gears then. Let's talk a little bit more about law of attraction. Yes. So funny. I used to think law of attraction was a crock of crap. I thought it was stupid for the law. I mean, it sounds pretty audaciously point. stupid. With, like the first time you hear about it. Like I know for a fact when I first heard about it, I'm like, that's dumb. Like straight up. Straight up. Yeah. You think it's like that's some like new agbs right it, it, it sounds like someone's trying to sell me something yes either sell you something or it just sounds like someone who you know like the people who like claim to be a coach or claim to be a trainer right. and they're 
don't have the qualifications to say that they are. Like, mm, mm-hmm. it comes off very at face value. Like, this is fake. What do you want from me? Bingo. But then once you really learn about it and even realize that even in certain, like, faith and religious systems, you can find mm-hmm. it is just eye-opening. But so Can you give some examples of that? Like, Yeah, so... I mean, so I I grew up Christian. So, for instance, Mm -hmm. in the Bible, Jesus says, ask and you shall be given or ask and it shall be received. And Mm -hmm. so the idea that by asking or put or in a literal sense, putting it out into the universe, like I will achieve this or I want this. Mm -hmm. The idea that once you've spoken it, it will happen. And that you will, right. and it works both it. ways, right? Like once you speak something into the universe, positive or negative, like yes, it's coming. Exactly. So one example that I love when I explain it to people is one that I read about in a book, and it's basically like, have you ever woken up and immediately thought to yourself, "Oh, today's gonna be a bad day," and then the next thing you know. Your coffee overflows your cup. Your sh- hot water's turned off. You stub your toe running to your closet. You lost oh, your car. Yeah. You're late for oh, work. Yeah. And bad things just keep happening that whole day. Oh, yeah. Like, Man, today was crap at the end of the day. Well, I wonder why. Because at the beginning of the day, you literally spoke to the universe. Today's going to be a bad day. Right. And so it's actually the opposite way around where you would think yeah. it's the opposite way around where you would think that oh, like you just feel it and therefore you say it, but it's you have to say it to therefore feel it and experience it. Yes, and it goes both way, negative or positive. So, you know, having those, you know, for an example, like saying today's going to be a good day and then, you know, you got to work on time, you, I don't know, got a promotion. Like it could be anything, but by mm-hmm. speaking out into the universe that something's going to happen and then, it will in some way, shape, or form. It might not be in 24 hours. It might not be in a year. It might be in 10 years. It doesn't matter. It comes in right. due time, but what comes is what you put out there to come. Right, and I think that's a trick. Like, you can't say, I'm going to have a million dollars and then sit on your butt. Yeah. Like, it's not just what you say, but it's also, like, what you are doing every day. And Yes. So it's like you – the first step – is the law of attraction and you know putting it out there like this is gonna happen for me but then that's where personal development and the working on yourself comes in because you can speak it out into the universe all you want but if you never dive deep inside yourself to realize okay why do I think negatively about this thing or why do why do I struggle to start a routine doing this or whatever. And once you start to really work inside yourself and then put in the work necessary, then the universe will give you the reward. Mm. I really like that. And I, again, it just sounds so crazy, but if you really like sit down and think about it and look at your own life, there are so many examples of that happening of like the energy that you put out coming out like and so many cultures have different forms of talking about it like karma like everything that you put out comes back to you one way or another whether it's in your relationships or in your career or in your other aspects of your personal life and I think 
what I personally struggle with when I'm trying to understand law of attraction and how it would function in my day-to-day life is also recognizing very real systemic barriers in the world between myself. Like it's not just the personal development aspect, but it's the very real like, okay, you know, I can work hard and, you know, it can very easily fall into kind of bootstraps ideology, which which it is not, which it is not. it's not. And you know what I mean? Like, so how do you, how would you differentiate law of attraction versus, oh, you work hard and you'll get what, which we know is categorically untrue because of societal factors. So for me, it comes down to smart goals. So making goals that are, you know, achievable, that are measurable, um, attainable, you know, all of the letters of the acronym SMART, if you're mm-hmm. not familiar with those, look look them up they're a really great tool for I teach those to my fifth graders yeah so even just like learning how to set a realistic goal can make all the difference but then also looking at systemically what's happening it becomes different than the whole bootstraps idea because it comes down to the mindset of acknowledging that you are worthy that the things that you believe weren't accessible or attainable by making a a smart goal, you know, it's attainable. And, Mm. but also even getting past the societal things that come into play, it, it's a really, that's a really big, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky tricky one. one. And cause that's the one I wrestle with and I have literally zero answer for it's like, all right, like I can work with the universe and be like, all right, I'm going to put this on paper. I'm going to put all this work into myself. But at the end of the day, I'm still a queer brown woman who is working class. Like, and there are people actively standing in the way between me and my goals. Yeah, I'm actually, it's funny. I'm actually kind of scrolling back through our messages because it's like, I feel like I know how to, how to put it into words, but I'm struggling to remember how I did it. So I'm actually kind of got this a little bit. <laughs> um, you got this. Yeah, listeners, Andy and I, this is not the first conversation that we have had. They and I have had multiple, multiple conversations in the lead up to this wonderful oh, sure. podcast meeting. It was like past midnight my time. Like, it was. We were like late night laying in bed. I'm Just talking, about talking deep shit. Like, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, yeah, that's that's what I really, really struggle with. Yeah, one thing that was big for me was detaching myself from the mindset of scarcity that the top, like, 1% has ingrained Mm -hmm. in our minds to, you know, to then realize Ah. the truth about, like, our own potential and our rights to true abundance. I see what you're saying. So, like, one of the reasons the 1% has been able to do so much hoarding is because they have managed to convince us to be satisfied with the little bit that we do have. And if we all collectively were like, oh, wait, actually, this is what I want. Okay, collectively, not just you and your in the universe, but you and your community, then yeah. that's when those things can actually start to be put into motion. Yeah, also acknowledging that, like, not only the 1% 
hoarding it and, you know, telling us to be happy with the amount that we do have, but also not just the hoarding of money, but the hoarding of information. Because what Big time. was my mindset about trading not rooted in that? Like rooted in the idea that, oh, I could never, you know, be successful trading. I could never be involved in that type of mm-hmm. thing. And it's because they hoard information. They don't teach it in personal finance. I had to learn about right, it. Right. They teach you. already does it. Right. They teach you, oh, balance your budget, use a credit card, like all of the things that keep us in line. And they tell us like, oh, just save your money. Like that's going to actually help us in the midst of like a global apocalypse. Like, (laughs) yes. And then it comes to the other interesting side of, I would say a coin, but it's really not a coin. It's more like a die. Like, you play. You know, because it's so multifaceted. Love metaphors. But Bring also, on the metaphors. Um, you know, so you acknowledge that the 1% hoards the information, they hoard the money, and teach you that, oh, just balance your budget, and, you know, teach you what they want you to know about making money so that we settle for, you know, jobs that right. pay us less than we're worth. And then, but- yeah, and, and then they teach you that and make it so if you find yourself still like working class, struggling to make ends meet, struggling to provide for yourself and whoever else you need to provide for, it becomes a personal failing. Like, oh, that's on you because yes. you didn't like, because you bought that avocado toast. Like, <laughs> yes. Not- and then you have the other issue of then they uh, blame it on you and say like, uh, you know, oh, you didn't get an education, but then when you get an ed- education, they don't listen to you anyway. So it's like... Yo, facts. You know? Facts. <laughs> and then, then you have the other side of this, you know, multifaceted topic is that, you know, because the 1% acts that way, so many working class people then begin to develop the mindset that money is evil. Mm. But money... We, we place the meaning on money as people. So if right. you're constantly telling yourself that, oh, money is evil, then you're holding yourself back from ma- like internally and subconsciously from making more money. Right, because money has been used to do a lot of evil. Like that yes. is. So it, that is real. It becomes realizing that making money isn't evil unless you use it in an evil way but but money itself this dollar in my pocket is neither evil nor good it's just money like it's right and like money inherently doesn't doesn't even inherently mean anything outside of like the context that we give it within our society like if you want to go even deeper like it's a piece of paper yes (laughs) and it's just a piece of paper that can be exchanged for resources and and I think what's really interesting about like that idea when you think about that is it, like you said, we're taught that money's evil and it's only a matter of, you know, how you use it that actually makes it evil or not. It's not just a matter of how you use it, but it's also a matter of how you get that money. Yeah. And I feel like we see people getting money in a way that is evil and exploitative. Yes. Yes, so if you're... I just want the super villain, right? I just want evil, but unethical, I guess, is a... <laughs> yeah, well, it, you know, it's not just how you use it, but, yeah, how you get it. Get it. Like, now, if you're, you know, doing it through, 
like the OnlyFans example. Like that's, that's not evil. That's not evil. <laughs> that's like, not evil at all. Yet people judge that more than they would judge a business owner who's paying their workers less than their fair wage. That's yes. just normal. Yeah, and then you have the other side of the the coin where you know we're taught that oh to be successful and make money you have to go to college, but then you know you go to college you might not get a job in the degree that you even paid for and mm. even if you do get a job in what you paid for the top one percent doesn't listen to you anyway so right and then they just make fun of you for having gone to a school like Vassar and they're like oh this whiny liberal who went to Vassar and it's like well first of all I'm not a liberal I'm a socialist but that's another thing <laughs> second of all yes. like it, it's that it is that catch-22 where they will try and keep you down no matter what either you, you're not officially educated and they make you know they keep you down for that or you are but then they just belittle that experience unless you're using it to you know help them oppress other people yeah and the you know they they say like businesses businesses make up capitalism it's like yeah that may be true but then you judge someone for starting their own business but then you judge them if they don't start their own business so it just becomes about learning how right. to siphon out what's garbage what doesn't help you like if if it's mm -hmm. if it's a negative mindset imposed by the one percent or it's a generational curse imposed on you from grandparents it doesn't matter it like you're really going to break free and start making the income that you want that you're worthy of once you start siphoning out the trash mm. and yeah and i just that's such an interesting idea. And, you know, that's obviously I wouldn't be doing the things that I'm doing here creatively if I didn't hope one day to somehow be able to support myself on it. And yet yeah. it's been my brain has been done such a number on that I'm almost like fighting with myself to accept that. Like if I'm talking to someone about my creative endeavors, I'm embarrassed to talk about the fact that I would like to support myself in doing that it's like oh I, I feel the need to be like oh it's just a hobby it's just for fun don't worry I got a real thing going on when in reality like wouldn't the world be so much better if that wasn't the case if I could just be like look this is what I want to put out into the world and I would also like to be able to live doing that thing that I love yes and Personally, I feel like I could go down a completely different rabbit hole being a Marxist in the whole wage labor capital thing. But <laughs> right. and, and it's so funny because I love the, the fact that you like hold those things. The fact that you're like, oh, I'm a Forex trader and I'm working with money all the time and I'm like a business owner and I'm also a, a Marxist. Marxist and anti-capitalist. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way I kind of balance it out is like. I'm worthy of making money to support myself. I don't deserve to live in poverty because nobody does. Like, right. that's, that's the issue is capitalism creates poverty, but nobody deserves poverty. Absolutely. And so then it becomes about like, okay, I'm doing what I have to do to be successful in the way I view success and mm -hmm. reaching my goals and, you know, trading or working out or anything. And then, but also acknowledging that, you know, I should be able to make money the ways that I want to without 
someone exploiting me or without someone telling me everything to do and then living for you know a two week mm-hmm. vacation out of the year like it 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 does take a lot of like mind balancing almost almost compartmentalizing and being like okay this right, it's a little there. bit of mental gymnastics a little bit yeah it is a little bit of mental gymnastics like and i believe so strongly in your ability to work that out and ultimately do good and ultimately inspire people and still fight for necessary structural changes yes for sure um and i think that's one thing that's really honestly kind of cool in a way it's like even though yes i acknowledge capitalism is evil (laughs) and creates you know exploitation and poverty and all of these other horrible things that nobody deserves ever but then you find little things that have been snuck in by successful people who literally give you a road map on how to get past it Mm. and so like at the end of the day like yes things are bad work towards systemic changes because they are necessary and they have to happen because everybody deserves abundance Mm -hmm. and happiness and worthiness everybody deserves that that is first and foremost very very important and then you also really do have to in my opinion do that shadow work in yourself because if you're shadow work yeah so shadow works the idea of working on your struggles like your internal Uh struggles like whether it's generational curses in your mindset or it's dismantling those you know racist things that you were taught growing Mm -hmm. up and like ultimately at the end of the day like if you haven't taken some time not saying all your time but but a decent amount of time but a decent amount of time working through your internalizations then how can you make the the world a better place like at the end of the day like you can't Mm -hmm. you can't fix the system if you haven't realized within yourself what needs fixing gosh it's really like you read my mind sometimes (laughs) because literally like on my youtube channel like nearly all of my videos they either begin or end with me talking about how the purpose of personal development is not just to make yourself better but to make the world better Like personal development is wasted if you just do it for yourself and then don't turn around and help somebody Mm -hmm. or don't turn around and try and change things or make the world better. Yeah, I'm actually reading an old message that I had sent you during our chats leading up to this. And I said, I hate how some personal development has a preachy vibe to it or Mm -hmm. a quote, Mm -hmm. I'm better than you. Get on my level. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps vibe. Yes. Instead of coming from a place of compassion and wanting to help people while also saying, yes, I was in this place, but I rose up from that. I want to give you plausible Mm -hmm. steps of how I did it so you can too. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I think that's an absolutely great note. And I think that's a great message to kind of take away from this podcast episode for listeners. And I think in these last couple minutes, I would just like for you to talk about like, just go ahead and plug anything that you need to plug anything that you have created, or that you are working on that you really want to share with people. This is the place to do it right here. 
Um, yeah, so my biggest focuses right now have been building uh, the successful business, not just doing my personal trading, but um, helping other people get access to that education program to learn how to do it and to break past that uh, mindset that, oh, I can't do trading because you can, mm -hmm. um, as well as, you know, broadening my spiritual journey and still continuing with my fitness like for me I'm just mm -hmm. a big proponent of the combination of personal development and oh, mind body spirit yes like you need to have all three aligned as best as you can in order to help make the world a better place because if even one of those is out of check or out of line then your motives will slowly start shifting in the wrong direction. Mm. So I've noticed if I don't take some time for, you know, self-care and I'm only doing personal development, then it becomes too much about how am I going to get better? How am I going to achieve this right. goal? And then, you know, the heart aspect has fallen off track. And so it's very important to, like, balance your mind body and spirit as best you can in order to really help not just your goals helping other people reach their goals but the cause overall of fixing and getting past systemic issues mm. where can the people find you if you want some more of this content they can find me on instagram at andy.perera so andy a-n-d-i dot Pereira P-E-R-E-R-A or they can add me on Facebook or find me on TikTok amazing thank you so so much this was so fun this was I had fun. a really great time right I had a great time I am really really looking forward to mulling over this conversation and really implementing some of what I learned from you into my daily life and I look forward to seeing all of your personal development adventures on social media as well. Have a great weekend, though. I know you don't live for the weekend anymore because you're more enlightened than the rest of us. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. say that. Mm -hmm. I got uh, my struggles too, I promise. <laughs> have a great day. Listeners, this was Passionately Smashing with Ali Fernandez. If you enjoyed this content, make sure to follow my YouTube channel, Ali Fernandez. And make sure to follow on the social medias at Ali, A-L-L-Y, K Fernandez on Instagram and Twitter. For show notes and other tidbits that you won't find here, make sure to follow our blog, AliFernandez.com, where you can subscribe to our email list. As always, this is Passionately Smashing, where we encourage you to live the most passionate life you can and smash every single expectation in your wake. I'll see you next week. Bye, Andy. Bye.